Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, we're talking about a topic that is the core foundation of this podcast and the work that I have been doing for over a year now. It is about building up other women and celebrating them and mentoring them and moving them forward. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more, stick around. I remember a time in my life when I used to use the phrase, I have more guy friends than girls, right? And maybe you have used a similar phrase or maybe it's still something that you feel in your life or in your work life. And while that could potentially still be true in my life, um, or I think about my supervisors being men, mostly men, um, I think that that is such an interesting um, concept or phrase that many women I've I've encountered and and had conversations with many women who've talked about identifying more or differently or better with men in either their personal and or their professional life. And so as I've thought about that phrase for a little while, I've thought about uh, where my Uh, mentality shifted, where my energy shifted, when that happens. And I don't know that I can pinpoint that, but I would absolutely say that that's not true anymore. I would absolutely say that my relationships with, especially, especially in the work environment, but even in my personal life, the relationships I have with men are equal to, or my relationships with women are greater than the relationships I have with men. And some of that is because of a shift in mentality for me, right? Let's just put it there that I didn't have great relationships with women or girls growing up. I am a lifelong member of the Girl Scouts of America thank you, mother. I am, I, you know, I I joined that in first grade all the way through high school, earned my gold award. So I was around girls all the time. I played team sports with other girls and it was not one of my favorite experiences, though we had some incredible athletes growing up. It wasn't always my favorite experience because, um, you know, junior high and high school girls can just be not super great. Um, And, you know, same with the band, same with like all these other things that I was connected with. And so I think that was the mentality I went into as I went into college, as I went into my early adult years of saying, "Mm, but I have better relationships with men. I speak the sports language, right? Or I talk sports balls. I, um, I just identify a little bit differently with men. I also think that we have talked a lot already in this podcast about sort of that mean girl syndrome, the bullying piece. I think that that's real in a lot of scenarios where it's easy for women to tear one another down. It's easy for the whispering to happen. It's easy for um, the smack talk to be happening behind the scenes, right? And what it looks like on the front and then how, you know, how people present themselves in front of your face is different than how they 
present themselves behind a computer screen or, uh, you know, behind a, a cell phone, text messaging, whatever. So I think that that is really um, a lot of where women's relationships fall flat is that they don't respect the other women. They don't get to know the other women in their life, whether it's, again, work life, professional life, volunteer life, whatever those pockets are that you're interacting with other women. And I think that that comes from, you know, this this mixture of bullying behaviors. And I'm a firm believer, go back and listen to the bullying episode, but I'm a firm believer that you are either bullied or the bully, and you can be both at different times in your life. And you, um, you know, that that is impactful for how we navigate this thing we call life, uh, professional life, personal life, volunteer life, whatever those things may be. And so I think bullying is a significant factor in how women, how girls, how women are taught to navigate life. I also think that there is a substantial element of competition that happens among women. You start looking at other women and saying, like, I, I'm i not married and she's married. I want to have kids and she has kids. I want to be XYZ title and she has that title, right? And it could be the same she or could be different she's in the world, in your world. But there's this level of competition that is unhealthy um, and unrealistic for so many of us. And um, it's something that we have to tell our brains to shut up about on a regular basis, daily probably, and get comfortable with being better than ourselves were yesterday, right? I'm better than myself yesterday, not better than someone else, not have this title differently than someone else. So I think that that's another thing. Again, go back and listen to the competition podcast. I think that that's a good episode to refresh on or go back and check out. And then there's also this fear of vulnerability. When anyone, but especially when women start to open up and share about their challenges, their struggles, their successes, their personal life, will somebody use that against me eventually? And because women are such relational creatures, especially in the workplace, also in the professional or in the personal realm, but definitely in the workplace, Will opening up to someone, another woman, a colleague about my personal life be used against me at some point somewhere along the road? And so I think that that I think people have been burned. I know I personally have absolutely been burned by opening up about my personal life and then it's being used against me later on. The number of times I have had to tell folks, men and women, but especially women that don't make a decision for me about my after hours work life because I have kids or a family, you let me figure that out, present the opportunity to me. Um, you know, I think that that is a, is a really um, clear example for me anyways on how my personal life, um, you know, being vulnerable about my personal life impacts my professional life. So 
I think that those are some really interesting things. So I wanted to talk about, and that was a really long intro, but I wanted to talk about building up other women. So I got uh, feedback on my Instagram posts when I asked in the stories about topics that folks would like to see. There was a topic about mentoring other women. And then I was recently having dinner with my mother-in-law before a trip, and we were talking about mentoring women. And you know, it's serendipitous, right? You're supposed to do something when it just keeps popping up in your life without any sort of prompting or expectation. So it feels important to me that we talk about, that I talk about mentoring other women or building up other women. I know mentoring sometimes can, I don't know, be seen as a negative sort of context because um, mentoring can be tough and more, um, you know, people want to choose their own mentors and those sorts of things. But let's talk about building up other women, lifting them up, bringing them along, you know, climbing with um, them in tow as we climb the ladder, all those sorts of things. So as I was looking through um, the Forbes Women uh, website, there was an article by Shelly Zalis who um, talked about bringing other women along. And I'm going to put the link to that article in the show notes if you want to check out the article. But one of the first things she says in that article was a quote that I love. And that quote is, a woman alone has power. Collectively, we have impact. A woman alone has power. Collectively, we have impact. And that really stood out to me because absolutely, women are badasses, right? Women are forces to be reckoned with. But when you are doing it individually, there are obstacles. Uh, There are natural obstacles. There are social obstacles. There are all kinds of obstacles. So when you're doing it solo, you can absolutely do it and you should do it. Yet when you do it with other women, when you collaborate with other women, you have a different level of impact. So You know, research is showing that women who support other women are more successful. She says that in her article, that women who support other women are more successful. Now, she's talking about the business world, but I know that to be true in my own field as well. Um, You know, I'm I'm part of a women's organization in uh, two different professional associations, and I know that when I'm with like-minded women, women who are further along in their career or um, women who are not as far along in their career as me, I know that there is power in that partnership, right? In that partnership, in that um, community of women as we are working on initiatives, as we're working on um, building a strong community. And so, you know, I thought that that was really important. I think it's also so interesting, she shared in her article, excuse me, that women who have close contacts, who have other women as close contacts, typically land higher jobs with greater authority and higher pay. And research is showing that there is no link similar to that for men. So women who have those close circle of networks they're going to reach their goals and be in more authority 
positions and have higher pay, which isn't a bad thing either, right then, then our male counterparts. Again, that's powerful. That's some really powerful stuff to think about building up other women to help them get there. So you might be saying, okay, Michelle, you've given me lots of information, and I have, and I'm going to give you some tips on mentoring other women. So um, first and foremost, if there is not a group of women, create your own women's group. It could be a professional group. It could be a personal group. It could be a volunteer group. It could be a group who sits around and crochets together on Saturday morning. Sign me up for that one. I'm here for it, right? Like create your women's group. Create a women's group that is productive. Create a women's group that, that doesn't sit around and talk poorly about others, but, other to- but otherwise talks about ideas and strategies and lifting up other women. Talk about how to navigate tough obstacles. Don't talk about other women. Don't talk about poorly about men, right? Don't gossip, but create a a women's group that is powerful and, and for your need. My second tip, build relationships with intentions. Again, going back to the book, How Women Rise, men build relationships with intentions to benefit them in the future. You need to be doing that. Build those relationships with the intentions of utilizing that person's skill set or access or um, authority differently down the road. Know how you can use that. Be clear about that, but also build a good relationship so that when, uh, I'm going to chuckle here for a second, so that when you have a parking citation for an intern from a summer ago and you need to have that removed, you can do that. That is not me. Somebody that I know did that, but they had a good relationship And though they're no longer at that place of employment, they were still able to connect with the person in parking who had that power and authority to be able to do that. So build relationships with intentions. Number three is build up other women. So, right, that is what this podcast episode is about. That's what we're talking about. But what does that mean? First and foremost, that means set your pride aside keep the ego out of it. And when a woman does something amazing, praise her for it. Publicly praise her for it. Now that doesn't have to be putting it in like the uh, newsletter that goes out to every employee in the company. That doesn't have to be a billboard on the highway, right? It does need to be in front of other humans that that woman interacts with on a regular basis. When she does something incredible, wonderful, amazing, or maybe it's just a little extra, you need to make sure that you are publicly praising that woman so that others understand, and especially if she's not comfortable doing it herself, so that others understand that or draw attention to that work. An example of this is we were in a staff meeting. They're virtual still. We're in a staff meeting on Thursday afternoon Someone on my team who is also a woman was taking incredible notes. She was facilitating the meeting. We all rotate around and do that. She was facilitating the meeting, um, shared her screen for note-taking purposes, and she did an incredible job of taking notes. I know that that sounds simple and easy. However, um, nobody else does it like that 
when she facilitated the meeting and she did a great job. And so I made sure to put in our chat notes that she was doing an incredible job capturing the notes and the comments from the meeting. And next time it's somebody else. And if they do a great job, I'm going to say that as well. I'm going to say this right now, though. It's going to be a man. And I already know this person doesn't take great notes. So, you know, it is what it is. I know that person. Um, and it's not because he's a man he's not going to do as well. But I'm, I know who he is as a professional. So I think that that's really important to um to to think about that and reward folks it's also really important to make sure to praise or talk fondly of women in front of the boss make sure that the supervisor knows when a woman is doing outstanding work or really good work or going above and beyond make sure to highlight that again back to how women rise we don't sing our own praises enough. In fact, we don't do it well. We don't do it often enough. And so we need to rely on others to do that. And it's your responsibility as a woman to help sing the praises of someone else, especially when they're not in position or able or really want to sing their own praises. Sing them loud, sing them proud, make sure that they get the due credit. My fourth tip is to mentor women. And remember that that mentoring a woman is not a threat to your job. I think that sometimes that is something we get caught up in is that if you're going to mentor someone to be amazing and have the skill set similar to yours, that they might take over your job. That should not be a threat to your job because you should also be learning from that woman some maybe innovative ways, some different ways of thinking about the job as you approach it, but you should be building up that woman and she should also be contributing to your professional development as well. So bring her along with you. And then my last tip is to seek out mentorship and sponsorship. And what I mean by that is you only grow by surrounding yourself with other amazing humans. Um, I'm, I'm doing a presentation in the near future. And one of the things that I'm going to share that a friend has shared with me is if you're the smartest person in the room, it's time for you to find a different room. So if you're mentoring all these women and doing great things and lifting them up, but you're the smartest person in the room, you got to get some development somewhere. So you need to start finding that mentorship and that sponsorship from other folks. Make the ask, do something that scares you. I recently learned that that might be a Lululemon tote. I also looked up Eleanor Roosevelt. Roosevelt says something a little bit different. Do one thing every day that scares you is her quote. But I'm saying do something that scares you. Reach out to someone who you have admired from afar. Say hi. Ask them to coffee. Invite them to a 30-minute Zoom conversation. Do something that scares you because developing yourself will only help develop others along the way. And it's so important to bring women along, right? It's so important. We already have all the obstacles in front of us. Let's not create more obstacles for one another. Let's bring one another along. So thank you for hanging out with me again this week and talking about building up other women for our affirmations this week. I'm done apologizing for spending time on me. I'm done apologizing for bringing other women into the conversation. I'm done apologizing for singing my own praises. And I want you to fill in the blank on this one. I'm done apologizing for 
And my friends, you go out and have an amazing week. And remember that if you like or love this podcast, make sure that you are like sharing and um, posting out there whenever you listen to a favorite episode or the podcast in general. Help share the love of this podcast with others out there on the social medias. And as a reminder, you are fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.